0: Hey, this is Kelly Craywick. Welcome to the Coffee with Kelly podcast. Every morning God downloads little tidbits of encouragement into my life, and I would like to share it with you. So grab your favorite cup of coffee and let's take a moment to chat. Well today I am just thankful. I just I, I I sometimes don't thank God enough for what He's done in my life. I tried to record a podcast earlier, and you know, I've been reading through the chronological Bible, and I'm in Jesus's life right now, and, and I'm just. What's really funny is is I've read this so many times, I've heard it so many times, and yet every time I I open it up and I begin to just read the parables. The, the miracles, the, the life of Jesus, the, it just comes alive again. And God applies it new. And, and I want to encourage you because one thing that I, I really want to get across this morning is that it is so important to have a relationship, a personal relationship with Jesus. Man, I'm in a good place. I have a wonderful husband, beautiful children, a father I love, a brother I love, You know, sister-in-laws, brother-in-laws, all these people I love, mother-in-law, father-in-law. But the most important thing to me, my very best friend in the whole world is Jesus Christ. And I'm so very, very thankful for all that he's done in my life. And you'll have to excuse me, I'm having dog dog barks in the background something somebody must have drove by in their car and they get distracted easily and anyway um so so i was reminded of all of this and i was reading and there's this one scripture that i came across that i want to share with you because in the side note on the side i i just wrote in my bible i wrote yes and i underlined it and i have an exclamation point and it's um It's in Luke chapter seven, verses 36 through 50. And I won't read all of them, but it's the anointing by the sinful woman. And it says, it it tells us how um, Jesus was at a Pharisee's house for dinner. He got invited over and he was sitting at the table and this woman came in. And and in my mind, I'm thinking, how did this woman get in this guy's house? I don't really understand all of this because I wasn't, you know, you gotta understand the time and what was going on. But somehow this woman comes in and she's a sinner. And the Pharisee recognizes her and he knows, oh my goodness, what is this woman doing in my house? She's a sinner. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. This is Kelly's interpretation. Anyway, like, you know, she's terrible. And we all know people like that. Like we see him and we think, oh my gosh, you know, and, and he's thinking to himself. What it says is when the Pharisee had invited him and saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of a woman she is, that she is a sinner. And Jesus answered him. So Jesus heard his thought, because he didn't say this out loud. He said to himself, and Jesus said, Simon, I have something to tell you. And so Simon, he says, tell me, teacher. And I, I want to make a side note about that later. But So the two, he said two men owed money to a certain moneylender. One owed him 500 denarii, and the other 50 Neither of them had the money to repay him back. So he canceled their debt, the debt of both of them. Now, which of them will love him more? And Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the biggest debt canceled. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. And then he turned toward the woman. He said to Simon, do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and she wiped them with her hair. You didn't give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven for she loved much, but he who has been forgiven little loves little. And then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. What an amazing thing, and God just showed me, like, it is so important that we understand who he is. If we don't, we miss it. If, if you don't understand who God is, you will miss everything in the Bible. How do I do that? How do I do that? Man, open up scripture. There's another spot that I <clears throat> want to take you to, if I can find it quickly where jesus goes to a um he goes to a graveyard in a certain place and i'm going to see if i can find it i know that i here it is the demon possessed in gerasene g-e-r-a-s-e-n-e anyway so there's the cemetery and jesus he's there he's walking and he sees, and then it says, okay, I'm going to start here. For he had often been changed. This is, this is the young man. There's a, a man in the cemetery who's living in the cemetery. And this is Matthew eight twenty-eight through 34, Mark 5, 1 through 20, Luke 8, 26 through 39. So it's recorded in all three Gospels. Um, For he says that he had been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. And no one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. He's possessed. This is something the devil is making this man do to himself. He's so possessed that nobody can bind him. And we think, wow, Satan's strong. But I want you to see something because the whole point I'm reading this to you is when he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell to his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, what do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? Swear to God that you won't torture me. For Jesus said to him, come out of this man. What I want you to see that the Pharisee, in the story of the woman, the sinful woman, in that story, the Pharisee did not recognize who God was, who Jesus was. But when he showed up in by the cemetery and this young man who was possessed with demons, and it says it was a legion for there were many, that was his name, when he he was so possessed, but the demons, they recognized who God was, they did. They said, son of the most high God. I want you to see that here because we battle in a spiritual battle. We sometimes think it's all about the flesh. And in our mind, we can reason things and we can think, oh, this isn't real. That isn't real. And we can trick ourselves into thinking that the spiritual thing is not going on when it really is. God is the most high. God is the creator. Satan is a fallen angel. He must submit To God, we must submit and recognize. That's the only way we start the relationship is to recognize He's God and we've sinned. It doesn't matter who we are, it doesn't matter how good we are. We've sinned every day, all the time. I sin because I have a sinful nature, because I was born into sin. And even if I say, God, forgive me, please forgive me, God, take my sin, and He does, tomorrow, in in five minutes, I will sin again. It doesn't go away, but as I get closer to God, it gets easier not to, and it changes. He changes me. He makes it so that I don't want to do these things anymore. He takes the desire from me, but I have to recognize who he is and submit. Man, that is so important. Do you see how important that relationship is, how God has to be your best friend, and the only way for you to recognize that Is for you to dig into the Word. Get into your Bible. Open it up. Start reading in the the New Testament. Start reading in Mark. Start reading in Luke. Start reading in Matthew. Get yourself a good Bible and read it. Let God show you things. It's so amazing. One thing that He showed me today when I was looking back on Facebook and I was saying, you know, you get those memories. Well, seven years ago, I posted a post and there's a song by Natalie Grant. And it's called Clean. And seven years ago, I posted that song. I just shared it. And it came up on my, on my, my feed as a memory. And I, I looked at it and I thought, wow. And I listened to it. And it was like the words, I mean, they just came out and it, it was who I was. And, and now when I listen to that song, I'm like that woman who was sinful and God came and cleansed her and God said go you're forgiven. He who lo- who he who is forgiven of much who loves much. That that's why you love much because you've been forgiven of much. If you realize that forgiveness, if you can just realize who he is and what he's done for you, that feeling that you will get those words, there's nothing too dirty that you can't make worthy. You wash me in mercy, I am clean. What was dead now lives again. My heart's beating inside my chest. I'm coming alive with joy and destiny because you're restoring me peace by peace. That's what he does. And the thing I wrote as I reposted it, the thing that I said was, seven years ago, I posted this. And when I look at my life from then to now and where God has brought me and the things that he's done, I can only say it was totally God and me making choices to do my part. I have to step out on obedience every day, even when the things that he asked me to do are sometimes silly and I don't understand them. Yesterday, I, uh, I was reading through this Bible and I got to a part you know, where Jesus was calling his apostles, disciples, the apostles, and he told them where to go. He said, I need you to go, and I want you to go heal the sick, and I want you to do all these things. And so he's telling them, and, and the harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. God told me to make a phone call. And I was like, God, I, what do I say? I'm going to make this phone call, and I know what to say. And he's like, don't you trust me? don't you trust me? He's been showing me something and it was a phone call I needed to make and I made the phone call and I don't know where it will go, but I know that I stepped out in obedience to what he had for me. And I just want to encourage you and open up the word of God. It's alive. It speaks. It will speak to you, I promise you, but it's not going to speak to you sitting on your table And don't take my word for it. Don't just listen to me. Don't just listen to to preachers on TV or songs. I mean, that's all great, but you have to make that personal step to open it up and read it. A lot of people I talk to all the time, all the time I talk to people, and they they're struggling, and they'll tell me, you know, I'm really, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't understand this. Why does this happen? All this, and I say are you reading your Bible? Have you read your Bible? Well, no, I don't understand it. I don't. Read your Bible. You don't have to. Every day you read it, it will become more clear because God wants to see your faithfulness. God wants to see that you trust him. God wants to see that you are serious about this relationship Because once you make the decision to follow Christ, you step into the army, and an army has to be equipped, and we have to go through basic training, and we have to go through things, and we have to learn to take criticism, and we have to learn to be okay when things don't look okay. We have to trust the leader. And the only way you're going to be able to do all those things is if you get into the Word of God. If you go through the training, if you allow Him to teach you, He will bring people into your life he will open doors for you. And sometimes he'll be quiet and let you walk through things because he wants you to learn. And I just want to encourage you, man, he's he's the one who makes everything clean. Trust him today and just open up his word. Thank you so very much for listening to this podcast. I pray you are blessed beyond measure.